I hope you all have been peaceful in the Lord over the past week. You are currently listening to Revelation Bible Study from Last Days Ministry here at WGM Church. Before we continue with today's Bible study, let us begin with the words from Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers and under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee. Neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble, I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. The only true peace is in our Lord Jesus Christ that comes down from heaven. Because Jesus Christ took on all the sins of the world and died on the cross, and rose from the dead on the third day and ascended to heaven, to testify of this fact, God is no longer in the flesh, but came to this earth in the form of the Holy Spirit 2,000 years ago in order to testify of the works of Jesus Christ. And especially toward the world that does not believe in Jesus Christ, he rebukes the world for sin, righteousness, and judgment. Upon hearing the rebukes, those who are forgiven of their sins and receive Jesus Christ as their Savior, he gave them understanding of things to come, and to this day it is still going strong. Those who have received the Holy Spirit, whoever has been born again through the Holy Spirit, and whoever has become so-called Christians will be comforted by the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will make known things that will happen in the future and things that will happen to you especially in the future. In fact, where is the real consolation? Worldly consolation is rich in material, health and prosperous in children, and these things can give you comfort for a very short time while living on this earth. However, they cannot give you true peace and comfort. Real peace is that sins are forgiven after being saved. Secondly, realizing all the truth and what the Lord will do in the future, that is true comfort. 
Today we will study from Revelation chapter 4 verse 6, which is that the Apostle John was taken up into heaven and there he saw the throne of heaven. The book of Revelation describes in detail every part of the tribulation that will occur on earth as seen from heaven in the future. This is good news for the suffering saints on this earth, but this is a catastrophic news for those who do not believe. This is why we must preach the gospel so that everyone, even one more person, does not fall into tribulation and be destroyed by the Antichrist. The more we study the book of Revelation, the more we truly love the souls, the more we feel pity when we see unsaved people around us. And through this, the passion for salvation in the Holy Spirit arises. Some people say not to read Revelation because it is a scary book. Please do not be fooled. The Lord himself appeared to John and said, Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein. For the time is at hand. From chapter 4 verse 6, the Apostle John described the scene he saw when he was taken up to the heavenly throne. And as we are physically living on the earth, our spiritual eyes can be opened to see the throne of God in heaven. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. That should be the reality for all of us. Only then can we overcome tribulation in this world. Our Lord told his disciples, you will have tribulation in this world, but be strong and be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Anyone who is in Jesus Christ, who has overcome the world in death, has also overcome the world through faith. Therefore, because our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual demons and the Holy Spirit, without faith in the name of Jesus Christ, who has broken all the powers of sin and death, we cannot overcome the power of the spiritual wickedness. And before the throne there was a sea of glass like unto crystal, and in the midst of the throne and round about the throne there were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. Revelation 4 verse 6 Other Bible translations um, say four living creatures. He said that there was a sea of glass like crystal before the throne. John is already in the third heaven. The Apostle Paul also ascended and came to this third heaven. This is clearly evident in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Paul testified in third person, but he was talking about his own experience. God told Paul never to talk about it because people would ask about him. What is this sea of glass? It's a sea of solid glass. Doesn't water freeze at zero degrees? The waters of the deep are above the frozen surface of the glass sea. Because of this, no matter how much you look up into the sky, you will not see God's throne. Now, of course, you cannot see it because it is very far away. But between the second and third heavens, there is a sea of glass like crystal, and the water is like 
a very hard layer of ice. As Job said before, the sky is like a sea of glass. A man named Job learned many secrets of the kingdom of God through his sufferings. For this reason, the book of Job is the first Bible ever written before Genesis. In the midst of suffering, God revealed various mysteries unto Job and revealed the identity of the devil. Through the book of Job, we believers can see this heaven in the Holy Spirit. Do you really have to go there to know? You can see it and you can know it in the Spirit. This is a person with spiritual eyes opened, a person who cannot see the spirit world even with perfect 2020 vision is blind. What did the Pharisees say? Are we also blind? The Lord told them, you are blind because you say you can see. What you have seen are the carnal things which will decay. Those who have the eyes to see have seen the spiritual kingdom of God and the spiritual kingdom of heaven, which is seeing Jesus, who descended from heaven. But a man like Bartimaeus was physically blind, but his spiritual eyes were opened. He cried out, Jesus, Son of David, have pity on me. As he recognized the Messiah, even when the disciples did not recognize him. Anyone who confesses that they are spiritually blind like Bartimaeus and cannot see the kingdom of heaven even after reading the Bible, the Lord will open them when they pray and ask the Lord to open their spiritual eyes. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13.12, For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face, now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. The Apostle Paul knows this too. It is not possible to see clearly through the glass now since the Apostle Paul also saw the sea of glass that John saw. Although it looks very faint, when the Lord comes later, there will be a rapture and we will pass through the first and second heavens and through this sea of glass, through the waters. And at that time, no matter how frozen the sea may be, the spiritual body can pass right through it. It won't be a problem. The current body that we hold cannot pass through that layer of ice. But we can, then. So then we will meet face to face. How confident are you of your hopes? Those who have this hope will live even if they die on this earth. Isn't the day that you die the day you live forever? The Apostle Paul said that it is better for me to leave the body and be united with the Lord, but it is for your benefit that I still live in the body. The Apostle Paul said he received so many revelations from God, and like John, so that more people can know about the kingdom of God and realize the truth only when he is alive. Because the Apostle Paul wrote many epistles during his ministry, because the epistles were written in the Holy Spirit and by the Holy Spirit himself, through his epistles, we get to know the many mysteries of the resurrection and the mysteries of the rapture, 
including our various inheritances stored up in heaven. Of course, we can know about our great inheritance through Peter and other prophets and the Psalms. But even if you have eyes, it can't be helped if you cannot see it. Sea of glass like unto crystal. It's like dry ice. However, there is a throne up there. This throne is very important because all four beasts are visible. If it's not transparent, you won't be able to see what's behind it. But being able to see through all four living creatures all at once means that the throne of God is transparent and they are creatures, beasts. They are referred to as living creatures, which also appear as cherubim in Ezekiel chapters 1 and 10 in the Old Testament. There is cherub or cherubim and a seraph and seraphim. Cherubim are four-winged creatures and seraphims is a creature with six wings, three on each side. Angels are different from cherubs and seraphs. There is no mention of angels having wings in the Bible. Cherubim have four wings, two on each side. Seraphs have three on each side, total of six. Isaiah also ascended to the throne in heaven in Isaiah chapter 6. When he went up and entered the sanctuary of the throne of God, when he heard the seraphs praising to God, Holy, 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 Isaiah said, I am dead. My lips are unclean. So right then, one of the seraphs took a hot coal and touched Isaiah's lips. All sins were washed away, and we know that he was sent by the Lord. There are four beasts listed in Ezekiel chapter 1 and Revelation chapter 4. Look at Ezekiel 28. Verse 14, notice it has originally not four, but five beasts. The fifth is the anointed covering cherub of the throne. The Hebrew word for the anointed is Messiah. Therefore, Christ is the anointed one, and in Hebrew, Messiah. Christ in the New Testament. Jesus Christ. Jesus is the Lord. He is God and also Christ. He is the Anointed One. So this fifth anointed beast, the anointed cherub that covereth, is the Christ because he is the Anointed One. However, this is not the Lord Jesus Christ, but the Antichrist who will show his presence in the near future. Because the fifth cherub that covers the throne is Lucifer the Fallen, the devil as we know, Satan. This becomes clear when we look at Isaiah chapter 14, verse 10 through 13. That's Lucifer. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? He fell because he sinned. The Revised Bible translations call him Morning Star. Some call him Day Star, Star of the Morning. Morning Star refers to the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Revised translations are incorrect. Isaiah 14 is about Lucifer. By the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned. Therefore I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Ezekiel 28, verse 16. The covering cherub in 28.16 and Isaiah 14.12 is Lucifer. This is the fallen devil, who appeared in the form of a serpent and brought sin to our ancestors Adam and Eve, so that many people born on this earth are ultimately cursed to, born, to be born as sinners. However, God loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son, and it was God's plan to give people a chance instead of killing them all because they had sinned. That is why God is love. He is very patient. Any human would immediately kill the betrayers and create a new one. But God does not do that. He is different from us. The Bible tells us that God's thoughts are different from ours and that God's thoughts are much higher and deeper than human thoughts. If we judge and think about the Word of God based on our human thoughts, we'd be in big trouble. No one truly knows how corrupt the human heart is. You can see that people are more evil than cats and dogs. Humans are worse than sheep and goats. So in the Old Testament era, until the coming of the Lord, sinless animals had to die bearing the sins of human sinners. Please read the book of Leviticus, and take a look just how many beasts died. When I was first saved, I read from Genesis, and when I reached Leviticus, couldn't help but notice why so many animals were dying in every verse. Repeated killings and sacrifices. So I prayed, Why do you keep killing like this, God? It's boring. Then the Lord spoke from within through the Holy Spirit. Think about it. Think about why so many beasts died. Is it not because of your sins? Because our Lord is God, who came to this earth like such beast, like a lamb, when he shed his blood to take away all the sins of the past, present, and future of all our lives. That blood is the very blood of God. Because the blood of God has no sin, it has the power to forgive all the sins of the world at once and wash them clean. There is nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ. Only the blood of Jesus Christ has the power of our salvation. If anything other than this becomes the reason for our salvation would be blasphemy. And all those who say so are heretics. Because only the blood of Jesus Christ has forgiven us. And in Spanish, solo de sangre Jesucristo. Only the blood of Jesus Christ is the way to 100% of our salvation. Anyone who says otherwise, once again, is a heretic. And they will fall into the lake of fire when the Lord comes. Moving on to chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. 
blessings when we read and hear. And the first beast was like a lion, and the second beast like a calf, and the third beast had a face of a, a face as a man, and the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. You've got to be able to hear holy, holy, holy going on even today. There's a hymn based on verse 8 by Reginald Heber, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, early in the morning our song shall rise to thee. Just as God's will is done in heaven, so shall it be done on earth. We must praise the name, the holy name of God three times. The name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit must be praised three times to the one and only God. This is holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty who is to come. What are these faces of lion, calf, man, and eagle mean? They are representative beings of the creatures of this earth. The lion is a wild beast. Calf, domestic animal. Eagle, the flying beast. Man is being created in the image of God. We can see the beast appearing on the throne of God, representing these four creatures. These beasts also come up in Ezekiel chapter 1 verse 5. There you will see the appearance of four living creatures, and they have the form of a human. The devil appears in human form. He appears as an angel of light. Angels appear in the Bible as men, males. In Greek, the word for angel, uh, angelos, is also masculine. According to Genesis 6, verses 1 through 6, the sons of God came down to this earth and married the daughters of men. So God had to wipe them out because giants appeared through them. That is why angels are manifested as sons of God. And everyone had four faces and everyone had four wings, Ezekiel 1 6, although described slightly different from the book of Revelation. All four living creatures had uh, four faces. In the book of Revelation, it is only because uh, we get to see one side. But in reality, all of them have four faces. The Apostle John only saw one side here, so it is written that way. But we can see from the Bible that there were four beasts, each with four faces. Just imagine how wonderful that scene is. Close your eyes and spiritually see how there are four living creatures surrounding God's throne and those four living creatures having four faces. They each had the faces of a lion, calf, a human, and an eagle. It's a very mysterious creature. The book of Ezekiel and the book of Revelation connect with each other. They each recorded what they saw hundreds of years apart but they coincide. 
Ezekiel said this about the cherub. And everyone had four faces. The first face was the face of a cherub, and the second face was the face of a man, and the third face of a lion, and the fourth face of an eagle. However, the four faces appearing in Ezekiel 1.10 are different. There it says a man, lion, and ox and eagle. So, why is that? Instead of a cherub, um, ox appears. So, in other words, the cherub has the appearance of ox. And unlike the lion, calf, eagle mentioned earlier, the fifth cherub has a face of ox. Therefore, the ox-faced cherub that was in the heavens as the covering cherub of the heavenly throne fell down and became the devil, Satan, the great dragon. He came down to this earth and brought sin into this world. Now you know that his face was of an ox. To recap, in the third heaven to the north, on a throne above the sea of glass, the character and glory of God are still seated in the light that no one can dwell in, approach, or see. And at the right hand of the immutable life sits our Lord Jesus Christ. Picture him well in your head. And around the throne are four cherubim, the cherubs. But the anointed covering cherub had the face of an ox. His name is Lucifer. O Lucifer, son of the morning, of Isaiah 14.12. Because of his sin, this Lucifer has fallen into a red dragon called the serpent, the great serpent, dragon. If we go to Revelation chapter 12, the red dragon, also called the devil, and Satan, the old serpent, is not in the heavens but has been cast out. The fallen Satan appeared in the wilderness in the form of a golden calf and was worshipped by Aaron and then by Jeroboam. Baal, the calf, ox, was idolized. In English, Baal means horns, i.e. ox. Through this, you will understand why people made and served the image of a calf in the old days. They serve Baal, bulls, ox, and the devil. They are the servants of the Satan. That is why God is angry with those who worship Baal. The true nature of the bull today is recorded in the Bible. There is a reason why bulls and ox are sacred and idolized in India. The ancient image of the fallen devil was that of this bull. It's no coincidence seeing bullhorns adorned on top of fireplaces in many homes. Everyone has hung these horns without knowing it is the work of Satan. Those of you listening to this broadcast today, anyone with the horns of a bull above the fireplace should remove them immediately. This is exactly how Satan deceived the souls of many into installing these horns, so that we can stare and admire them again and again. This is the spirit of the people who worshipped Baal in the old days, and they have been deceived. Therefore, we must never be deceived. There should never be any idols in the house of God. 
what's the point of having the horns there? From, uh, from a fundamental point of view, this is the image of Satan. He was once a covering cherub who has fallen, for he is no longer there at God's throne. Holy, 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 repeated three times. Holy God the Father, Holy God the Son, and Holy God the Holy Spirit. We should continue to sing praises on earth like this. Revelation 4, verse 9 through 11. And when these beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who liveth forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne, and worship him that liveth forever and ever, and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Here we see Almighty God being worshipped by living creatures and the 24 elders. As we covered last time, the 24 elders, 12 being the number of the tribe of Israel and the 12 apostles in the New Testament era, combined, 24 represent those who have been saved in the Old and New Testament era. They are praising. Why? Because that crown is not worthy of our use. Because the Lord accomplished everything on the cross. Because we received it as a gift, salvation, and the many things we have accomplished are absolutely not worthy of us. Because the Lord, He Himself did it all. The 24 elders still worship Him by throwing down their crowns to this day. Likewise, it is not our time to receive crowns while we live on this earth. It is time to take up the cross like the Lord did on earth. Matthew 10.38 And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. It is not pleasing to God to minister comfortably. Those who wish to live in the Lord devoutly on this earth will suffer persecution. Preach the gospel, you will be persecuted. That is why now is the time of suffering, so that when the Lord comes and we are taken up to the third heaven like John, from then on we will wear crowns and enjoy glory like the Lord. So therefore, now is not the time to receive our glory. Without the cross, there is no crown. No cross. No crown. There's no such thing as free lunch. That is why we must give all glory unto the Lord. We are nothing more than donkeys carrying Jesus. Even if we see the Lord applaud us, we should not receive the applause, but give all glory unto the Lord. It must be demonstrated through actions, not just by words. Such people are truly pleasing to the Lord, and the 24 elders at the Lord's throne will be the representatives of such people, and the Lord will praise them when He comes. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things.
Matthew 25, 21. All things on this earth are few things. Even if there are tens of thousands of church buildings, it is but a small thing. When we go to heaven and compare it to our inheritance, it is all but small things compared to the eternal inheritance. I believe those who work as hard as they have been entrusted with and meet the Lord are blessed. May these blessings overflow upon you and your church. In the name of Jesus Christ.